How are we, fellas? Um, how the weekend treat is DJC? Mate, a bit of a funny one. Um, a wife's birthday, so in good spirits pretty early. Went around the in-laws for a bit of a pool party. Um, was obviously pretty invested throughout the day on the punt. Was up and down, mate. And then, um, yeah, obviously wasn't the, the greatest um, punters club at Ascot that afternoon. We um, started off well and then, yeah, a couple of couple of near misses and, yeah, old Polele, um, the old form reversal. He got us. Um, what a run. Like, I've watched it a few times now and I still don't know how I got there. Um, dead last on that straight. Looked to be a bit awkward coming into the straight and then just that last 200 metres was um, was something else, wasn't it? It was, mate. Um, I, um, the um, the Facebook Live, it's not working for us tonight. So we might just, what I'll do is we'll we'll run through this, we'll do it, and I'll just put the video straight up on Facebook and we can, yep. um, it won't be a live one, but it'll be up Fair there. Enough. But um, Walk, how about you, mate? The import, it was a tough one. It was a bit of a double-edged sword there, wasn't it? It was like you cheer the import and you, you cheer the punters club, but... Uh, and at the end of the day, got done by the uh, the strategy horse in Mission Phoenix. So I guess we we got something out of it. But yeah. for the Wasps import fans, it was a, a near miss. <laughs> it was. Um, it's we had we had an early scratching in the day, so I didn't want to tip against BJ because it's always always difficult. And he came out on top, which was good for the strategy, like you said. But um, I thought it was a, a fairly big run from Werverley. Uh, I was very impressed. I thought he was actually going to go past um, BJ's horse, but he just. Um, just ran out of gas there, so um, it was good to get good to get a win for um, those boys. But um, yeah, up and down day for me too. I was pretty fairly busy, but um, no luck with the punters club. But I got another good feeling this weekend, so fingers crossed we can get a few winners. That's right. We were pretty close with the punters club on a few races there. I think I I didn't really get a chance to have a have a really close look at it towards the end there. But I, I'm pretty sure the trifecta that we had in the last, if the favourite had have lobbed, we would have got it. I think there was another one where we've had we've backed two horses and they've run one two and we didn't have yep. the Quinella and a couple others where they've run second and third. It was just one yep. of those days. But anyway, uh, we can get it all back this week. Obviously, Dan's double. Um, yeah. Wow. Mm, mate, Arente got us home in a to a cracker and then Holyfield. Oh, and I thought I didn't know. Like coming into that straight, I thought this is this is way too easy. Like it looked yeah. like it was just going to idle up beside it and go straight past it. Mate, it, it looked like that too, didn't it? I just thought it was a matter of how far at the uh, at the 300. But Emerald Kingdom, to his credit, I suppose, yep. the, the class in the field, he had to carry the same weight as Holyfield and he mm-hmm. uh, showed enough fight to get the big head down and, and get the job done. But uh, group racing up in Brisbane this weekend, so we might, uh, we might be able to find one there. But let's get into it, boys. So we'll start over in the wild, wild west, the northerly stags. Last group one of 2022. It's got a, um, I suppose it's always... A pretty good race to watch, isn't it? So a bit of intrigue about it. Uh, you get the three-year-olds at Wait for Age. I guess we don't really see the three-year-olds at Wait for Age over these sort of trips apart from a Cox Plate, really. So I know this is no Cox Plate, but uh, in terms of that sort of element, it's pretty exciting. Amelia's Jewel v Cascadian. Look, uh, we'll start with you, mates. It's um, it's going to be a cracking race if those two get a shot at each other. Yeah, 100%, mate. And I'm with um, the Godolphin runner, Cascadian. He's been, um, yeah, super impressive this prep. He's chasing his third group one. Um, and I think he's primed for this race. Um, well, we obviously know that Valana came out last weekend and the stable mate, Pulele, gets up. So he's on fire, Jake Um And yep. I, I think the quick freshen up, 28 days in between. Um, he's, he's won a trial. Um, 
you know, fifth behind Alligator Blood in the Champions Mile, his exceptional form. He's um, J-Mac. He makes a way over to WA. Yeah, um, you know, he's just what – he's just been uh, the best jockey in the world, I heard. So, you know, yeah, he's, um, he's seriously on fire at the moment. And I think this horse, like I said, I think J-Mac's run 26% strike rate for um, the James Cummings stable too. So that's, that's elite. 1,800 suits. Like I said, he's rock hard fit. He's been facing much tougher company here, and obviously it's a good group one, this one. You know, a few good WA horses. We know Amelia's jewel's a big threat, and I backed her last start, so it is hard to go against her, but I think the class is going to show. He's, um, his rating is way above a lot of these horses, and if he gets a good crack at him from barrier 12, he'll be seriously hard to beat. Yeah, that's it, mate. I'm with you there um, for basically every reason that you've said. J-Mac, I just think he's, he's just clearly the class horse in the field, but... DJC, uh, you're going the other way, so it's a little bit of a head-to-head. There might be a side bet between you two um, for <laughs> yep, the next season final. But uh, Amelia's Jewel, I suppose Cascadian drawn wide, Amelia's Jewel drawn the fence. Uh, mm. Obviously got a little bit of X-factor about it with 50 kilos. Yeah, 100%, mate. I um, I think it comes down to, you know, a lot of people say two horses, but I've got a little bit of a... I reckon this could come down to three horses this race. Obviously, Cascadian looks very, very hard to beat. As Walk said, Jay come. Um, oh, sorry, J Mac on board. Um, great stable, as we as you said, we seen what Paley did last week. Two from two on the distance, solid form and a soft deck. Um, then we have the young gun, Amelia's Jewel, uh, five from six, untried on a soft deck, which is what it's currently rated. Is that still the still the case? Soft? I've still got a soft five, but yeah. um, I'll, while you're going, I'll have a bit of a look at the weather. Yeah. Um, as I said, yeah, soft, which is what it's currently rated. Stable said it's the best it's ever looked. Um, it gets in at 50 kilos, nine less than Cascadian, which I think, um, yeah, I know you, Nick, you came out in the group chat and said that it's like it's not 15 kilos. Um, but, mate, I reckon that nine kilos could be could be quite handy. Um, yeah. Then, mate, I've, as you know, I've tipped at last start to beat Amelia's Jewel, um, which it narrowly lost. But, mate, I've got a massive opinion on the horse Bustler. Yeah. Um, lost narrowly. Uh, tremendous form has to be a chance at ten to one, I think. But um, yeah, Matt, I've got got the jewel on top to bet Cascadian and Bustler home. Bit of value there for Bustler for the value seekers uh, at nine dollars. There, Walk, have you got a, a bit of an outside selection to go in the numbers? I don't mind the twelve Steinem from the Kieran Ma yard. Um, yep, yep. They had massive wraps on that horse um, mm. when it was young, and it hasn't really lived up to expectations. But Johnny Allen makes his way over, and um, I thought the horse was very impressive last start. So if that can build on that, um, this prep, I reckon she can run a big race at odds. Yeah, and she'll be um, she'll be relishing the dry track. Just having yeah. a look at the the next couple of days' forecast. It looks like uh, all sun and um, no rain, unlike what we're getting here in Brisbane at the moment. But uh, I'll throw one out at a little bit of odds in uh, the form of Star Trade, third in the in the railway last start. Just a model of consistency. He's won twelve races, and he mm. he goes around these um you know silly prices really forty one dollars and eight dollars the drum. The last couple, he, he I remember a few months back he won over two thousand, had a quick freshen up, and won over a thousand. So he's um you'd love to own him, but uh, I thought you know his run in the in the railway was as good as any, so he can go in for me a little bit of odds. We'll head back over this side of the um, of the country, and we've got the the time honoured Packenham Cup boys. Uh, mm-hmm. How did we go last weekend? What did we do? Zipping Classic, Vow and Declare pulled our pants down, didn't he? Oh mate, I thought Luncey yeah. was going to go straight past him. Yeah, Another, just that Luncey, It's almost like Luncey's just has the same run every race. Like travels well, pulls out, looks like it's full of running, and then just mm. like it's like it just mucks around for a bit. Like and then the, <laughs> just. Plays with the horse in front, like 
don't know. It was a cracking win. Like, Van de Clare, like, what was it, about 27 years between wins? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, the loyal Van de Clare punters would have had a, had a bit of a birthday. But, mate, I thought Luncey's was was going to do it in the straight. Mate, same with me old mate Nathan Doyle and Norwegian Bliss. Jeez, that hurt as well. Well, that was sort of my day in a in a nutshell because uh, I didn't have many bets, but uh, Vera and Declare, I um, you know, he gave me one of my my best collects when he won the Melbourne Cup a few years ago, and Crosshaven's always been one of mine, and uh, didn't have a cent on it, and it pulled uh, Norwegian Bliss's pants down. But uh, anyway, we won't dwell on the past. We've got the yeah. Cup this weekend. Uh, a few horses on the quick backup. Milford's one of them. He was a good winner last Saturday. Um, Notice they didn't accept with Persan, but Sound comes out of that zipping classic as well that we just mentioned. Uh, DJC, we might start with you this time around. Uh, you're with one of the one of the sort of market fancies in Kissinger. Yeah, mate, I think this is an absolute stinker of a race, to be honest. Yeah, um, I'm with Kissinger just because literally process of elimination. I think I um, one from one distance. It's got great soft form. Um, Super consistent its last four starts. Um, it's got a really good finish on it. Um, as we seen last start, it really hit its straps late and got over the top of them. Um, so I'm hoping Day Oliver can get into some room and just really let it down with a big run late. Um, Milford is the favourite. Oh, that was a massive win last start, but form before that isn't ideal at all. Um, I don't know if that was a bit of a birthday last week or not. We'll, we'll have to see. But, yeah, mate, Kissinger on top for me. Lock, how do you see the Packenham Cup? <clears throat> yeah, tough race. I struggled with the form with this one. Um, and I've gone, I wouldn't say wide, but I've gone the eight, um, Noble Heights from the Mac uh, Mahoney Yard. Um, yeah, I'm happy to have a gamble on this horse, currently eight to one. Um, he ran a second to Kissinger last start, only beaten 1.2 lengths out of a really, really slow tempo. He stays at the 2,500 again. I think the, a dry deck is key for him. Um, he ran in the Bendigo Cup. He didn't run too well, but that was on an absolute bog track. Um, and we know that uh, high emotion come out of that and ran a cracker uh, third in the Melbourne Cup. So, and he's also got form in behind White Marlin. I know he's been beaten a long, a long way from them, but to me that's good form. Um, and he's even come third in the South Australian Derby uh, against Detonate, um, not Detonate Jack. What's his name? The um, Explosive oh, Jack, wasn't it? Explosive Jack, yeah, that's the one. Yep. Uh, the one that won all the derbies. So, to me, that's um, fairly good form. Like I said, it's a very open race this year. Um, you know, Declan Bates comes on. He drops three kilos. Uh, if he gets his chance from um, Barry 11, I think he can run a good race. And like I said, anything can win this, but I wanted to try and find some value. So, fingers crossed he can find some good form and he can run a good race on Saturday. Yeah, he has to be uh, in the finish. You would have thought. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Sound. I um, he was a bit plain in that Zipping Classic, but you, I suppose you look at the form that he comes out of. Like that was a, a good Group Three, um, obviously. And then you've got form around Sulcum, and he was only beaten less than three in a Caulfield Cup. Uh, I thought, you know, I, I was on him last weekend at the eight dollars. We're getting fifteen or sixteen now, but he kind of wobbled around Caulfield a little bit. I thought, um, and. He sort of got left flat-footed when they when they put the sprint on, and he was back to twenty four hundred. So back out to twenty five, might see a different horse. I th- I thought they got the tactics wrong last week. I wanted him to lead, and he was last. So hopefully, barrier ten, a little bit of initiative initiative from Jamie Mott would be lovely. Uh, the DJC double, yeah, mate. Um, actually, the Waller double this week. To be honest, that's what I was going to uh, say. I think, I think Orbis Bloodstock owned them both. Yeah, right. Um, are, they paying, are they paying you, mate? No, I wish. Um, 
quick shout out to little Chrissy Waller, mate. I uh, listened to the his Twitter, the the thing yep. that uh, was it you that shared it, Nick, in the page. Yeah, yep. And um, mate, I was thoroughly enjoying. So if uh, if there's any punters out there on the Twitter, make sure you're following that page because he does a weekly, um, I guess indication of what what races mm-hmm. are coming up and what horses are the best chances and and stuff like that. And it was actually a very very good watch. So, um, mate, as I said, the Waller Double Rose Hill Race Four from Oz. Um, one from one first up, loves the distance, barrier one, and all reports are that it has absolutely been working the house down. And um, Chris said himself, it looks like it's really got its game face on and has matured since last prep. So um, for the punters that are a big fan of sick beats, we obviously know it was the one that uh, Bowman buried about six feet underground on the rail uh, last prep when I think the whole of Australia was on it. Um, so that's my first... Uh, First leg of the multi there, Rose Hill race four through Moss. And then we move on to Rose Hill race 10. I'm not even going to pronounce, what is it, Estadio Mastala? We'll go with that. Yep. Sounds good to me. Uh, Two from two has been really, I've been really impressed with its two wins. Obviously, this is a bit tougher, but I think it looks like a very, very progressive horse. Barrier 16 is obviously not ideal um, and could cause some issues. But if I think Colette can find a good spot uh, with minimal work, um, I'm hoping it's going to be far too good for him. For that double, uh, you're looking to get about six fifty to seven dollars for the double. Beautiful. Hopefully, that'll be a nice way to end the afternoon there at Rose Hill in a in a get out. Uh, walk the import, like we said, only narrowly beaten last week. Uh, the Stadio Mistala could have been one that uh, could have made the made the way into Walk's import. But uh, what way have you gone? Have you gone with it, or are we going away from the the double? We are going away from the double. I, I was looking at it long and hard, and I had a feeling DJC would have that in his numbers. So I've gone away from that, and we've gone um, the get-out stakes at Pakenham. So we're going race nine. We've gone the Irish import, Chicago Bear, um, yep. second up here. Um, he didn't get a crack at him first up at HQ at, at the mile. He drops to, he drops from benchmark 90 grade back to 78. Um, I, think he, I think he's going to improve big time off that run. If you go back and watch it, it, he just doesn't get a crack at him at all. And um, I don't know. Worverly comes out of that race too, and we know he ran a really strong race in Sydney. So I think that's good form. Improving track is a big plus. Blake Shin gets on. Uh, barrier two, um, we know we spoke about it last week, OTI Colours, um, when they get a good horse from overseas, it's um, you know they, they usually find some good ones, and they like to build into their prep. I know this stable have got a big opinion of this horse, and they've got a few good imports at the moment. So, yeah, I think he's a, he's a cracking bet at the moment. Obviously, the Aaron Bay's a, a, a danger, but he's jumping from the car park. So also one I'll be having a watch on is the the American mare from the Kieran Maher and David Eustace um, stable, number two, Ivy League. Um, yeah. They did that with Lighthouse. They brought over Lighthouse, and she won a Group One, and she was really good. She was an American mare too. So I'll be watching her at nine bucks. But I'm happy to have a good bet on Chicago Bear if he brings that Irish form over. Um, second up, improving track, he can run a big race. Funny you mentioned that with Lighthouse. Um, that's a good point that you make, and I, I'm just having, I'm just going to bring her up now and try and find it. But I reckon she would have almost debuted at just about this meeting um, in Australia. It was well, there you go. Uh, Kyneton on the 3rd of November and then on Ballarat Cup Day she won. So that's sort of yeah, wow. late carnival. So, um, yeah, interesting that you, you make that point with Ivy League sort of following a similar preparation. We'll see uh, mm. what we'll, where we'll get with that. Um, on I, thought the, you I thought you would have got it out of the way early. What, Braden Star, Bar- uh, race one at Pakenham? Yeah, I looked at that too. But, I, oh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's a good horse, that one. Mm. But there's also another good 
good horse down the bottom that won very well last start, and that's that Matron Bullwinkle. Well, I think you were on that, Nick, weren't you? Last I start. was on um on Oakstar, I think it was J Mac. That was about the only reason why I was just throw the dart at J Mac yeah. and, and hope for the gets, best. Gets in at fifty four and a half kilos, market mover, Harry Coffey on board, but yeah, that Braden Star, D Oliver. That's gonna be very, very hard to beat in the first. Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. It's um already sort of one of the fancies, I think, for a few of the cups uh cups next year. So we'll see where it gets to. Um before we wrap it up, boys, we might just um did just have a chance to have a look at uh the horse alcohol free that uh, mm. Yulong paid $10 million Australian for at, the, at one of the mayor's sales that Tattersall's over there to be trained by Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. And I believe <clears throat> the Everest is its, uh, mm. its long-range target. I, I guess for the punters out there that haven't heard of it, you probably actually have seen it race if you're an Australian fan because she won, uh, I, I forget the name of the race, but it might have been like the July Sprint and Artorias, the Aussie horse, ran third in that over at Newmarket. So she was the horse that won that race, four-time Group 1 winner. Uh Geez, wasn't any of your money, was it? No, I wish. No. I'll never back a horse with that name. <laughs> it's just, it's just asking for trouble, isn't it? It's like you're not going to like it. Like, give us, give us a horse named fifteen percent alcohol or something yeah. like that, and then we'll be chips in. I think Blake will, Blake will back it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the alcohol free beers came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, oh, great. Yeah, I think. Um, speaking of. When you just said Artorias, I don't know why, but it made me think of uh, Aegon. That's that's racing in the big race in New Zealand this Saturday, isn't it? It is the uh, the Captain Cook Stakes, I think, at Trentham. So almost even money, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it was. I think I saw a dollar ninety five. Yeah, dollar ninety five yeah. with sports bet at the moment. That's I don't uh, know if I can touch that. Like nah. No, in saying that, he uh, what time is it? One twenty nine. Well, I guess the 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 uh, Cascadian fans would like to see it come out and blow them away because Aegon beat Cascadian home in that champion's uh, mm. So brings the right form, I guess, doesn't it, for a race like that? Yeah. Any, any other horses around the trap, mate? Obviously, Chinny Boom is back Saturday. Yeah, Chinny Boom. I think we'll see the um, I think we'll see the Queensland Derby winner for next year step out at Doombin on Saturday. Um, race two, Kovalika. There's yep. one for the... Uh, for the early futures players when we get a market for the, the Queensland Derby in June. Um, I think Double can... that up with Baltic Coast tomorrow at uh, Sydney, tomorrow night. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see Chinny. That, I've, on that, uh, the what is it called, the Chris Waller, he was very keen on Kovalika. Pretty much, um, who's the bloke that does it with him? Charlie Duckworth, is it? Yeah. Yeah, he pretty much said, is it just sit and steer job and Waller... You know, as a gentleman, you said, oh, I don't think it's that easy, but um, you can tell that they're expecting it to win and win very well. Yeah, it, it'll be winning and winning very well. Walk, uh, anything to leave the punters with, mate? No, not really. I saw the uh, Cessnock trials got abandoned. Um, Torfik Lass fell over the line and one of the Chris Lee's um, track riders fell. So uh, yep. I think she's got a broken collarbone. So um, I think merely a Denby. Yeah, yeah. Apparently she's all right, so she's having surgery. But um, I've just been been looking at Chris Lee's stats, and he's absolutely flying at the moment. I think he's getting a winner nearly every day. Australian bloodstock yeah. too, like maiden after maiden after maiden. So um, I know he's got a horse that you like, DJC, the unbeaten horse. I forget the name. It's running at Rose Hill on the weekend. You've got a pretty big opinion on that, um, Chris well, Lee's. He, he's got Baltic Coast in tomorrow night at, in Sydney, which um, I think we both – Black booked it after its last start placing. Yep. Um, Rose Hill. Do you know what race he is, mate, off the top of your head? Uh, I don't. Well, maybe one of the later races. It's unbeaten, but it's jumping up in class big time. It's not the um, it's not the one that... Well, you mean you've backed it a couple of times now? 
I can see the bopper is there, but it's not the bopper. Um, let's see if I can find it here. It's not the one that ran all over the track on debut, is it? Uh, Cloudland. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. What race is that, that in? That might be Friday on the Kenzo, is it? No, Rose Hill's accepted Rose Hill race 10 oh. in the last. There you go. Yeah, Cloudland, 10, 10 to 1, Brenton of Dallas. Ooh, ah. Yeah. Because that's, right, yeah, that's on, against your, yeah, yeah you're yeah. the import. In, on, in against Baltic Coast on Friday too. Yeah, right. wonder mm. where they go. $11 there. Okay. There you go. So you've got similar price in both races, is it? Yeah. Is it $11 on Friday too? It is, yeah. Well, geez, I don't know. I'm very keen on Baltic and I'm very keen on Estadio. So <laughs> hopefully Chris um, scratches it, to be honest, because Cloudland is a great horse, but... As you said, mate, this is a big step up. It's um, a big time, yeah. You'd think, you, you'd think he'd, he'd go to Saturday with it and uh, not take on Baltic Coast. Yeah. Mm. Stable mate and try and knock off Waller. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that'd be it, boys. Uh, hopefully, we have a bit of a fill-up this week. I can, I, we are due. Um, the Punters Club, it's it sort of had that bad bit of luck, like we mentioned, so I reckon we can get him this weekend. It might just, um, might just be the executive call, and instead of having... $130 bet, dollar bets across 10 races. It might just be 1300 on Cascadian when we call it a day. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, that'll, be a, that'll be a shit ending to a day, I reckon. <laughs> um, yeah, mate, I'm keen. Can't wait for the punish. We've got two weeks to go. Yep, this week and next week. So um, yeah, Hopefully uh, Dan's double gets up last in Sydney, and then that'll that'll get us into a, um, a good mood for the rest of the races at Ascot. That's right. It'll be right on time for the, uh, for the big ones. But... Uh, mm. Thanks again, boys. Hopefully no. we find a few winners and, uh, yeah, we'll, um, we'll talk next week because there's, I suppose, the big season season final for, for us, I guess, and we'll yep. have a nice freshen. And then uh, hopefully first episode back might be from TLU HQ. Oh, jeez. Can't wait. Oh, jeez. Wowza. Cheers, punters. Thank you. Thanks, boys. Cheers, boys.